0: All right, everybody, finally, for the first time ever, we are going to have a legitimate RGH Real Gamer Hour podcast. The reason I say that is because um, True Vanguard isn't here today, which means there's actually two gamers here, because he's kind of just a dad that we bring along for the podcast. Um, (laughs) You know, like this guy, he's playing Destiny 3,000 hours a, a month. Like, it's impossible numbers, I play anime (laughs) games, Uh, you know, I hate myself, but I still do it because I'm a gamer, and so, um, this is gonna be a great little podcast, we've got some interesting topics, we're gonna talk about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, put in some good hours with it, so we've got a good idea of what's going on there, uh, Activision settles part of their lawsuit for $18 um, we're gonna talk about PlayStation Plus, the title is a little bit clickbait, (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. Unless, it is and it isn't. Also. It is and it, it isn't. Technically, it could be $60 more. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Uh, PlayStation is going to have some different tiers. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, Bungie is suing over those DMCA strikes the other day, which is honestly a good thing. And there's actually some bigger, bigger benefits to that than you might think, especially if you're a content creator uh nintendo is actually insane (laughs) we'll talk we'll talk about what
1: nintendo is so suspect bro nintendo it's just like out of nowhere just like how can we completely ruin our public image yeah like once a month yeah and then uh we're gonna talk about fortnite
0: because they had the no build event but they're making it permanent uh they're making it like a permanent game mode And they're trying to revitalize the game. And it seems to be working. So uh, let's get into it. Right off the top. Tiny Tina's. I played it before launch. Maybe maybe 20, 25 hours. Because I wanted to see, am I going to cover this game? Ended up not covering the game. Uh, Yeah. I I played it. You know what? I think it's a good game. If you like Borderlands, you're going to like it. And I think it's a better game than Borderlands 3. Like Especially the story. Because Borderlands 3 had one of the cringiest... Like, the villains were awful. I, I did not even want to pay attention to the villains the whole time. And in this I, one, it's yeah. been pretty goofy. Um, Dragon Lord, or whatever his name is, or Demon Lord, or whatever. Will Arnett. Yeah, he's Will he Arnett, does a great job. Right? He's a great yeah. voice actor. Good good punchlines. He's kind of... He's comical and goofy, but it's, it's Borderlands style. And, um, yeah. yeah, overall, I would say my quick and dirty review is... If you like Borderlands 1, if you like Borderlands 2, if you like Borderlands 3... I don't see how you wouldn't like this game. Is it going to keep your attention forever? No. But it's almost kind of like, for me, almost like Outriders. You play it, you get through it, you have a good time, you enjoy it, and then you move on. It's not a live service game,
1: or or is it? We're going to talk about that too. Yeah, so just jumping into Wonderlands, like, you're like, oh, you just play it and have fun, except for the game itself apparently doesn't want that. So like you said... I mean I'm playing it with a friend who I play Borderlands with and we're having fun mm-hmm. because I like Borderlands like you said it's a lot more Borderlands essentially they took Borderlands 3 and they replaced grenades with spells and then they shipped the game I just kidding <laughs> <no>. yeah, <pretty laughs> much. Yeah, like that seriously that's the, one of the main changes there's now there's a little bit of different weapons uh, you'll find a little bit more variety in weaponry and uh, they obviously new map, some new enemies. Uh, the whole motif
0: is different, too, because it's like it is in the medieval. So there's a lot more skeletons and ogres and trolls to fight yeah, and stuff it, like that. It
1: basically, it's the Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep DLC from Borderlands 2. They made it into a full game. So and, and there's also new classes. And like uh, one of the more interesting things is you have your class and now you only have one tree that you can spec through, but then you get to pick um, a second class, a secondary class, mm-hmm. right? And then you can swap it whenever you want. Like Anytime you respec, you can pick a new secondary class. So there's obviously a lot of different combinations there. And so the, the building is... is, is uh, Like, not it is your actual build not building that's Fortnite, or is it talk about that but uh so there's some good things there's some certain good things and then there's some of the dumbest decisions i've ever seen in like any game and you're like i i genuinely question if wonderlands had a qa department or if it was like one or two guys that were like so overwhelmed because some of the stuff that made it through for this game first of all the ui is like some of the worst literally some of the worst ui i've ever seen in any video game is in this game it's like worse than
0: n64 ui like it's
1: yeah it's shockingly bad like dude if you dare to try to go somewhere in the map the game like doesn't want you have to like drag the entire map your cursor stays in the middle you drag the entire map around your cursor and the map moves so slow. it's just like it's so counterintuitive i want to move my cursor where i want to go it almost seems like they never test it for MK, honestly yeah um some of the like pickups you will get cosmetics and and they drop as purples, and purples are like legendaries, or uh, sorry, uh, like epics in the game. And like purple loot is good loot. So you are just constantly jebated by the game. You kill like a boss or whatever, or you kill a badass, it drops a purple, you're like, oh, and it's just a cosmetic. And then here's where it gets so dumb. You have to pick up the cosmetic, and then you don't unlock it, actually. You have to open your inventory, and then click on it in your inventory to unlock it. And until you do that, it literally takes up space in your inventory. So, like, you have picked up, like, five cosmetics. It will it will take up five of your inventory slots.
0: Yeah, but it, sometimes so- it'll be like, you already have this one, because they, they, like, drop yeah, again, yeah, yeah. and it's like,
1: oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, it debates you into thinking it's good loot, and it's a cosmetic that you already have, and you're like, this is so dumb and pointless. Uh and then, the, the, probably the thing I dislike the most, is scattered around the world, uh, there are uh, these lucky dice. And if you get them, it rolls a random number and it'll drop loot. Here's the thing, every single one you pick up has a cumulative effect on your RNG. So if I pick up no lucky die throughout my entire run, my RNG, my chances to get good loot is worse. Every time I pick them up, it gets a little bit better. Like you actually have a luck stat and it's just a meaningless number. Like my luck stat is like 7,000. What does that mean? I don't know. If I told, I was like, Tash, I'm pretty lucky. And you're like, how lucky are you? I was like 7,000. You'd be like, what the hell is this guy (laughs) on? You'd be like, out of what? Like, this is such a meaningless number. It is so dumb that they did it this way. So, but as you pick up these dice, your number will increase, and then when you pick up the very final dice, then it increases a lot. So you have to go around the entire map picking up these die, the like picking up all these dice, right? And then <laughs> and there's also no way to know which die you've already gotten. Right. So if you have picked up like 19 out of 20 die. It won't show on your map or anything like that. Yeah. So. And and
0: when he, he says 19 out of 20 die, he's not talking about in the game. He's talking about in one map. Like, there's one part hundreds of, of these things. There's hundreds. hundreds of them. And they're in obscure little places behind a hut. And it's like, and okay the audio on them is so trash. It's like a, a shimmering noise that's so far off in the distance. It's quieter than your guns, your footsteps, your breathing. Like, yeah, you cannot hear, hear these things half the time. And yep. uh, it's such a necessity. As soon as I got a few levels in, I was like, oh no, I don't think I can do this. It, it's, like, it's like those really trivial find the pigeons or whatever in Assassin's they, Creed. Yeah, exactly. But it's a necessity. Yep. It's a necessity yes, if you want to get to the
1: end game. They took the like, find the little Easter eggs that so many games have and made it mandatory. Because again, if you decide to go into the end game without collecting all of them, you basically are going into the end game with worse luck stat with literally worse RNG. Yeah. So are
0: you gonna farm that boss two times the amount to to make up for it? I don't know. Maybe you are, but
1: I, yeah, exactly. So obviously I'm collecting all the dye and it's it's just like so annoying. And also the the worst part is it doesn't show which die you've collected. So again, if you collect nineteen out of twenty, you basically have to go and watch a video and it doesn't show on the map where you've picked up. So you just have to go through every single spot again mm-hmm. until you've like find the one you missed. It is just like at, at least on on Genshin, you can kind of mark
0: that down. So when you're trying to collect the animoculus and stuff, you can mark down, like, I've got this one. So you can almost open up a map, mark them all down, go to those locations, and then you're like, I've done it. I've wiped it. I know for a fact it's done. But you can't yeah, do that. It, you can put one marker and it goes away. So it's like,
1: okay. And and it's just like stuff like that. The game overall is fun. I'm still having fun with the game. I'm going to play it after this, right? Like, But it's just like these things that are just such hilariously dumb oversights are just holding the game back and it's like you're having fun until like the game crashes or it stutters or what it has obviously it has performance issues as well or it just these annoying things that you're like can no one have like checked this or or, or, or QA tested this and, uh, and and that's the thing that, that is annoying it's just like this game has some potential they just needed to kind of fine tune some things before they released it. Because apparently on console, it's like, to the point where, I mean, True Vanguard was complaining on Twitter. He's like, I can't even add a friend. Yeah. I I can't even add a friend because the UI is so bad and I can't see to where I added them. I am just
0: scared for gaming as a whole because it's like, this is essentially the fourth or even technically fifth Borderlands game after multiple DLCs and it's like, they're making some of these mistakes and and I guess you know they're using the old engines I'm sure that's part of it too but it just makes me worried it's like are they going to botch Diablo 4 that I've been waiting 15 years for? Are they going to botch these games that they like they have all the market research, they know what the customers want, they know what gamers want. They they've gotten feedback for years and years and then they still do some of these things and it's like Jesus Christ. Why? Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, they're trying to tie those dice into like the it's the Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know. I just it's a great setting, yeah, great it's setting. Just, but I don't want to go collect 250 dice, and then it's like the World of Warcraft uh, South Park episode. It's like, so what are we supposed to do now? And it's like we play the game, like literally. That's after what it's you like. get on the dice. Now we can play the game, and it's like I just yeah. went through every level trying to get these dice, and now I have the proper amount of luck. Like, I don't know. And, and I wouldn't say I would say in a game that's all based on loot, that is a pretty damn important stat to be locked behind a kind of a chase like that. It's like bizarre, but
1: yeah, oh, well. uh, it's just kind of like again, like why did they make these certain decisions? Uh, and also, it's it was kind of concerning, like some of the people who got the you know there was the people who got the game early. We're not going to go over that whole debacle. We already have been over that. But they didn't bring up a lot of these main issues. None of them were like, "Hey, why does it not show where you unlock the die?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like, and that's one of the main concerns that we brought up about uh, giving certain people, co- co- you know, complete access over the game. Is if you give the board like a few people who are dedicated to Borderlands, they might not notice. They're so used to Borderlands and Borderlands Three they might not notice things that other gamers coming from other parts of the game are going to be like, why is this a thing? Like, someone said in the chat, like, listen, the Borderlands 3 UI was also atrocious. You're right. So, like, if you're a Borderlands 3 YouTuber and all you're used to is the Borderlands 3 UI, you're going to play Wonderlands, you're not going to notice how dog water the UI is. Right, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Right, and so it's like, yeah, it's like you had two weeks to play the game and you put out your review and you don't even mention the UI. Anyone else who's played any other games is going to immediately notice how bad it is. Right. That's true. So, so that was an issue as well. But while we, you know what, Tash, I'm going to go let my dog out while you introduce the new topic, the next topic. Okay, sure. Um,
0: so, hi everyone. I'm M. Tash, and today we're going to talk about gaming. Uh, you know, normally it's a great place to be, but at Activision, they like to harass our employees. <laughs> we heard about this like last year. Um, There's a lot of allegations. Some of the sexual uh, assault or, or, or whatever you want to call it, sexual um, abuse cases that were going on have been settled, and they're paying a bill of $18 million between uh, a multitude of these. However, this doesn't mean they're free and clear, because uh, two weeks ago, maybe it was two weeks ago, Um, someone at Microsoft who used to work at Activision started their own and there's other, you know, there's other lawsuits that are going. So this is not free and clear for Activision, but there is a very big, um, you know, a a, a pretty big settlement in the case of Activision. Think about, they just got bought for what was it? $70 billion, right? For the case of Activision, $18 million isn't that much. But for the people that this affects, if you're splitting that between a handful of them, this could be a payday that does change their life. Does it make up for it? Probably not. For well also this was the federal lawsuit. Yeah, this is the federal lawsuit. Oh wait, so there's yeah. more lawsuits ongoing. Yeah, that was just the federal one. So there there's a lot to it. This isn't the end of it by any means, but you know, they are starting to pay. Uh, overall, and you know, I think last episode we were talking. Activision's like, no one wants to work with us, and it's like, yeah. Oh, I wonder, I wonder why. why. Um, so it, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long process before they change that that kind of stigma about the company. And uh, you know, being bought by Microsoft, it it doesn't it doesn't take that away. Like it doesn't change that right away. There's a lot of moving parts there, but. It's good to see that they are like not just getting away with it, you know, they've but it's also sad because it's like, yeah, we investigated this and you did break the laws and you now you have to pay money. And it's like, Jesus. And then, you know, how many people didn't come forward? How many people didn't say anything? So it's it's pretty brutal. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just a sad situation that it's 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 part of.
1: Apparently, if you are uh, a stakeholder, you can vote on if you want Bobby Kodak to get uh, his golden parachute. You can vote on like, no, he doesn't get like 14 $14 million dollars or whatever when when they fire him. So I guess we'll see what happens there. I'm buying shares. (laughs) Right. Uh, Another very interesting thing. Is happening, speaking of Activision, is happening with Call of Duty. Call of Duty, uh, no, what is it? Vanguard? Call of Duty Vanguard is going free to play for two whole weeks. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, kind of cool if you're like, oh, I didn't buy the game. I could potentially get two free weeks to Call of Duty, which is a a title. But everyone's just memeing on it because they're like, bro, like, you know, the, the worse the game is doing, the longer the free to play weekend is because, yeah, normally they do a free to play weekend. It's like two days or, you know, three days, Friday ends, you know, midnight, Monday. That's it. And then I think for Black Ops, because the sales numbers weren't great, it was a week. And now the sales numbers for Vanguard are lower than ever, and it's two weeks. Right. So I could beat the game
0: in two weeks if I grind, oh, you 100%. Know?
1: You could beat the entire campaign easily. You could beat the campaign in, like, five hours or whatever it was, right? It's Call of Duty campaign. They're just hoping you get addicted to the multiplayer. But you, uh, won't. you but won't. You won't. But you will issues it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like is it sign of franchise fatigue a dying franchise where it's like a two and also it's like maybe just at this point just make the game free like they they already you know made so much money from the initial launch it's like at this point who's like i'm paying 60 dollars for call of duty vanguard that's gonna like go who? away in a year too, though. Like, I, I
0: wonder if people are just like, screw yeah. this. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna grind Honestly. through. Cause I'm very, I'm very reward-focused. I'll do crazy things for a reward. Like, I literally grinded, I told you, raid Shadow Legends for a week to try to get a legendary hero that's like really rare. I ended up losing after a week. Like, it was embarrassing. I was I was like Sacrificing sleep, trying to grind for this, and I still lost. So I will do some crazy stuff if it means I'll get a that that hit a dopamine. But with Call of Duty, knowing that that dopamine is going away, and I can, it's like I can already kind of see that end date. It kind of ruins it for me for a lot of games. If I know there's an mm-hmm. end date, I start questioning like, well, why would I do this? And I, yeah. I start questioning it a lot sooner because you know there's no end game for, or, or if there's no end date for a game, like even Destiny. You know, I know that a couple years down the road, Destiny 2 was going to come, but I still was grinding up until the end because it's like, well, I still really like this game. I still want to chase a few things. I didn't just give up, even though I knew Destiny 2 was coming. But with Call of Duty, it's like one year, it's gone, and
1: I find it very hard to get motivated. But like, yeah, and you think like, especially like at this point, though, I mean, it's almost spring. I don't know. It's like, okay, if it went free to play... Vanguard is free from tomorrow on until the next one. It's like they're such a huge portion of their revenue are coming from microtransactions, which they're not going to get if people aren't playing the damn game. Exactly. It's like, like after, might as well like give it away for free.
0: After three or four months, do you just do that with like every game? If it doesn't hit big sales numbers, you just go, all right, it's free to play. There's nothing we can do about it. We have to salvage it somehow. Get everyone
1: playing does it does it make people mad? Maybe. Probably. I mean, Destiny 2 going free to play, I think, was a huge like reason in in its success. Like it's like, hey, try the game. It's it you know has quite a lot of content if you're playing it for free, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, it's like, oh, hey, pay thirty dollars for the Witch Queen, pay ten dollars for the current season, and that's a much easier pill to swallow than pay like sixty dollars for the full game, right? And it's gone in a year? Pay another $60 for the entire next game. All your progress for this one, gone. See you, idiot. Yeah.
0: And I know it's tough. I know it's tough, especially for indie devs. You can't make a free game because it's like, well, I have to pay all these people hundred grand a year to code this game. I have to get this to market. I've got to pay for the servers. It's not easy to get to market. But when you're Activision and you got billions of dollars, Like, do you foot the bill for a little bit and just say, we're going to make it free to play and get that ball rolling and make a good game? And yes, it's expensive now, but we're going to get so many people playing that we make $2 billion? Look at Fortnite.
1: Look at all the goddamn money they've made. Everything we're saying is potentially pointless. And you know why? Why? Because everything we're talking about might come true via Xbox Game Pass. It's not technically free to play, but I mean, Microsoft bought Activision, True. So, true. Could you see that Call of Duty goes on Game Pass? So if you own Game Pass, it's free. And then all the stuff we're talking about about like you know that that feeling of FOMO and all your content go- going away. If you just are paying the nine bucks a month for a Game Pass and it's included as part of that, I feel like that would really help because Call of Duty, like, there's better Call of Duties and other Call of Duties and everything like that. But you know. As a package, it's always a pretty solid game. Like, it's got a, a campaign. It's got, like, zombies, some sort of co-op experience. It's got multiplayer. It's a relatively polished, like, the graphics are usually good. So, like, getting that for free, I feel like that's, that's you know, hard to say no to that value. Yeah. But paying the $60, mm, who knows? Now,
0: actually, good you brought that up because PlayStation... This is an interesting one. So PlayStation is essentially doing uh, tiers for PlayStation Plus. So if you want PlayStation essentially how it is now,
1: it it doesn't change, right? So I have the tiers here. I I can read this off here. All right, so here are the tiers. There's PlayStation Plus Essential, and that's kind of what everyone has right now. You get two monthly downloadable games, so you still get the two free games. Exclusive discounts, cloud storage for your, uh, your saved games, and online multiplayer access. There are no changes for existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier, and that's 60 bucks a year for US. So, note ch- if you have PlayStation Plus, you can still chill chill this tier. But then there's PlayStation Plus Extra, and that's gonna be $100 or $99.99 a year for US. So that is $40 more. That's per year though, per year. So I guess it it goes up by $5 a month. So for an extra $5 a month, the only difference is that now it says it adds a catalog of four up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party games games in the extra uh, tier are downloadable for play so that's playstation's game pass but they're just bundling it as part of playstation plus like hey five extra bucks a month and you can potentially get um what's it god of war probably will be in there it's interesting they say PS4 games as well. So certain like games, you know, back in the PS4, probably the original Horizon Zero Dawn will be on there.
0: Do you know what's a little suspect about it all too though?
1: Is well, like Hold on. Before you get on that, there's actually one tier above that. Oh, but did they give you so, a BJ as well? What, did, so what are you for, paying for? For $17.99 a month, so $8 more a month, or $120 yearly. So that's quite literally double the price mm-hmm. of the current PlayStation Plus. You get everything before, but it adds up to 340 additional games, including... PlayStation 3 games available via cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games available uh, for streaming and download from the original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PSP. Um, And then it's also offering cloud streaming access, blah, blah, blah. And The other interesting thing is time-limited game trials for this tier so customers can tr- can select games before you buy them so potentially hmm. the new call of duty comes out or whatever comes out right and you get a week 48 hours whatever you get 48 hours to try the game and if you like it then you can buy it And if you don't you're, you're piecing interesting i mean i guess yeah. that one is
0: kind of cool because it's like you want to play final fantasy 7 or final fantasy tactics or some of these old games that you know, you you haven't played for years. There's Mega Man. Like, there's there's a ton of old games. So so maybe you do that for the nostalgia trip here and there. But the thing is, is like, you you kind of need PlayStation Plus to even play online, right?
1: Yep. So it's like Everyone you, you kind of have
0: to do it, and it's like, well, do you want to play five dollars more? Where Xbox Game Pass is just kind of like a feature that they're adding on top of like like you know. Well,
1: you also yeah, you also need Xbox Live though. Oh to yeah, play you on do. Xbox. Right, right. You're right. But. You can just buy Xbox or place Game Pass on its own. If you, for example, like me, like I'm on PC, so I just got Game Pass on its own. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I did get the deluxe. So I'm like, oh, might as well get my Xbox. I don't even own an Xbox, but I have an Xbox. Oh no, I have Xboxes, but just not the newest one. You know what I mean, though, right?
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, though, like if you're playing one or two new games, like if I if I'm looking at it right now, I get the PlayStation Plus, like kind of get the advanced one, and I'm paying a hundred dollars for it. I can name three or four games that I want to try that are PlayStation exclusives that I haven't played yet that I I would play through. Especially when the God of War launches, if that's on there. Like, I I see the value just like Xbox. You know, any argument we make for Xbox, it works here. As long as there's enough exclusive content, if there's enough games, um, and the fact that it's going in the past too, so, like, so far. Cool. Yeah. It is what it is. I
1: wonder... So, the interesting thing is, like, Xbox has a kind of a team, actually, that will go back and rejuvenate these old games and like make their graphics better and stuff like that mm-hmm. before they're put on game pass. I wonder, will PlayStation have the same thing or are they just like kind of launch? And, and also it's like, Xbox has a lot of the new games that come out. And I mean, especially now it has Bethesda and, you know, Activision, and all this stuff like, How much are people willing to pay just for the old games? It's like, yes, there's some nostalgia there, but also there's people who are like, I already freaking played these games. I beat these games. I don't need to go back and play a PSP game. Like, do Mm -hmm. I really need that? Right. Fair. I don't know. But you don't have to buy it if you don't want it either. You don't have to get that package. You get the essential. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I want, like, I, I really, I think, and it's also very, the wording is interesting. It's up to 400 games. So it's like, wait, could be 12? Could be 13? You know, yeah. Our limit is 400. It's like such a weird you'd think they say uh you know, 150 plus games, but they're like up to four. It's like we're not adding any more than four hundred, stupid. All right? Yeah. We don't know how much we have, but it's not gonna be more than four hundred. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think this is gonna be the way they go.
0: They wanna lock down those memberships. They wanna it. it's almost like that the Netflix or or Disney Plus, they're trying to lock down studios to make games for them. And this probably is gonna be the new future. And it's not the worst future. You know, this is not like the gaming news where it's like you you have to get it to play any of our games. Like there are some other options, I suppose, but it's just interesting how how they've made this decision. And it it must make them more money long term or or why would they be doing all this? Or, like, is it because it secures way more console sales? Is it, like, I don't know all the nitty-gritty details, but it I mean, must be in their best interest. Someone has done the research and said, bundle everything, get people doing it, or else we're going to get blown away.
1: I mean, it's literally the Netflix model, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and Xbox was just way ahead of the curve with Game Pass. Um,
0: like, they got, like, a year of advantage here.
1: Yeah, and also, I think that the fact that Game Pass works on play uh, on PC is such a huge advantage, too. Oh, 100%. Like, I got Game Pass. I don't know if... Like, I rarely play my PS5.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't right? even have a
1: PS5 yet. And so it's like, I don't know. I, I don't see myself getting this. I think it's... If you do play PS5 a lot, then, heck yeah, it might definitely be worth it. Yeah. But, you know without being on pc you're excluding a huge part of the market
0: yeah uh let's move on now to Bungie. um so if you Bungie. if you missed the other episode as to cross my name is bife some other people they started getting copyright claims on their destiny videos from Bungie inc and they're like kind of what the hell and so they went and complained on twitter and they're like Bungie, what are you doing here you're copyright claiming me for these videos, I'm going to get my channel taken down. As to cross, actually, he got two strikes. He got banned from YouTube for two weeks. And he's like, what the? F-? Like, if one more happens, my channel is going to get deleted. So that's terrifying, really scary. And then cause I think it was Cosmo, was like, yeah, that's not us.
1: We didn't do that. Yeah, and then Bungie, the Bungie ac- Twitter account tweeted out, like, not only is this not us, we've got hit on our own channels. Yeah taking down our own content so the so what it turned out to be was it was this like malicious third party that disguised themselves as uh this like csc and csc is like a company that works for bungie that does go and help enforce copyright and i think it went and took down some of the music stuff so people were posting the full songs on their channel and then monetizing it. And Bungie was kind of like, that's a little bit too far. So they went and claimed that. Um, and then I think like this person or this entity saw that and it was CSC claiming that. And then they went and, and, and also claimed to be CSC. They had like a fake email address and everything. And then they went after Bungie and, and these content creators and so on. So Bungie contacted Google and was like, Hey stupid, what's going on? Right. Uh, they stopped that. The copyright claims were reversed, so you know, Bife no longer has a copyright claim on his channel, right? He that's been forgiven. Um, they, I think, that he Ascross was unbanned, and then now, Bungie filed a lawsuit going after this malicious third party who did these copyright claims, and this is actually huge because. This happens all the freaking time. These random entities will claim like music, even copyright free music, they'll claim it, they'll claim random stuff. You use like a five second clip from a movie, which you are allowed to do. There is free use for a certain like limit of time, so you can use like a really quick movie clip, but like random companies will go and try to claim that and try to claim the revenue basically as a scam that YouTube allows this scam to go because YouTube has basically bowed out and said, we're basically siding with the people making the copyright claims 90% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So they went after these people and are, yeah, I think there's like, they want $120,000 for each infringement and there are 48 false takedowns. So whoever made this scam, potentially they found out who it is and they're taking them to the cleaner. And hopefully this will, first of all, it's very embarrassing for YouTube and Google, is that like Bungie's having to go and sue someone who literally just took advantage of the copyright system. So hopefully this will get some attention and motivate YouTube to be like, all right, maybe we have some fixes we need to do. But also this will hopefully discourage other companies from doing this, like mm-hmm. or other nefarious third parties from doing this.
0: Yeah, like you can literally get your channel deleted because someone messes with you. And they if they jump through the hoops and they do the copyright Whoa, system or all these you. things.
1: Someone just replied and they said, If the third party is just a random guy, it's going to look bad on Bungie. No, dude. Fuck that guy, dude. Yeah, why would it look bad on Bungie? how would it look bad on Bungie? oh oh it's just a random guy making copyright claims this guy knowingly knowingly tried to dupe the system so if it is some random guy and Bungie goes and bankrupts him and takes everything and his car and his house too bad because this guy was trying to do the same thing if this guy would have successfully done three copyright claims on bife bife's channel would have been deleted So he's trying to do the same thing to contact us. So screw this guy. He's a literal literal fraud artist. So I'm glad they're doing it because guess what? The next scumbag who tries to do the same thing, they're going to be worried about this happening.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, like they could lose their livelihood. And if they don't have
0: a big content at Bungie... Like, this happens to creators, and that's why it's so scary. There are creators on YouTube that have lost their channel, been deleted. I don't know they exist. You don't know they exist, but they probably have hundreds of thousands of subs. Their channel is gone. They have no context. They've got no sources to help them out, and their channels are just gone. And there's nothing they can do about it because they don't have a a friend at YouTube that can help them out. I mean, I got banned, and Ryan Wyatt, he's no longer with YouTube. I was like, my guy, like, I, I didn't even do this thing, and he personally went and helped and looked at the thing he's like oh my god yeah you didn't even do anything and i got it reversed but i was banned for a week it ended up being like three days or something like that but if you don't have it in those connections you could lose your entire livelihood something you built up for years because some guy's like i'm gonna try and take some money from you and
1: like yeah it, it's really it is so stupid
0: you should be able to put five seconds of in the arms of even that right there me just singing a little bit of a sarah mclaughlin song could get a dmca'd That's how crazy this system is. So um, they need to up it. They need to up the security of it. They need to up the the accuracy of it and like do a manual review. If I just upload the song, it's different than me humming it. And, you know, (sighs) these things just need to change, period, because 100 percent no one is watching my stream and like listening to the song in the background and going, oh, I'm going to I'm going to just listen to his stream to listen to that song. They're going, oh, what song yeah. is this? I want to hunt this down. I want to listen to it more. Maybe I buy their record. Like, it's just such a old system. 100%. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Nintendo.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo is crazy. Nintendo is... we bro, Ninten- Nintendo <laughs> is that random guy... Except the copyright claims are technically not false, but it's like the same vibes, dude. It's bizarre. So what they did is
0: they realized we are losing a ton of money, okay? Our guide, (laughs) our guide that you can't purchase anywhere, find anywhere, buy online, buy online from our stores. You cannot buy it anywhere. From 1996. Yeah. There was a, 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 a... paperback player guide for Super Mario uh, 64. And someone had it. They scanned it. They uploaded it onto the the internet. Because it's like, well, someone might find this useful. And they copyright claimed this guy. They're taking him to the cleaners for the guide being uploaded. They're saying, hey, that's our
1: guide. You re-uploaded. You're distributing it. You should be in jail. It's like there's only like some guy. It's like a collector's item. He's like, look at this crazy old guide, guys. And Nintendo's like, what the hell did you just do right there? Like, and they, yeah, (laughs) they, they freaking went after this guy. Yeah, there's a secret. (laughs) There's some secrets in there that
0: you're not allowed to know unless you bought the guide back in 1996.
1: It's like, and again, it's like technically, it's their property. Like, technically. But it's also just like Nintendo, no one is like, like they're making zero revenue. It's not, there's zero. They could not possibly prove in court that there was lost revenue associated with this guy uploading this thing because they're not selling it. Exactly. They're not selling it anymore. So like this, the only thing this would do is like rejuvenate interest in the game. People think it's a cool collector's item. It is just so scummy and Nintendo does this crap all the time like we beg a nintendo on this podcast and like there's always someone in chat being like i love nintendo it's like dude they just do, they make great games but then they the, their legal department is like out for blood like these people must have like they're only paid if they sue like 500 little children or something a year i don't know what they, <laughs> but they just go after people like you wouldn't believe you put you put marker on your <laughs> your switch you wrote your name on the back of it sued
0: you put a you Honestly. put a, you put a Pikachu sticker in the back of your Nintendo Switch, sued. Like it's crazy. Honestly. It, it really is. And and I get they are protective of their IP, because that's all they have. Their system hardly runs at 30 FPS, but it can yeah. but it's the only system that can run Nintendo games. And so like I get it that they want to protect their IP, but like you're not selling that game. You're not selling the book for it. It's not even... They're not selling the book. They're not even selling the game uh, in it, un- unless it's, like, the new version for Game Boy. But even that is, like, you can't really get it unless you buy it secondhand a lot of the time. it's just it's so stupid.
1: And, and it, even... It, it's just, like, they're going to lose... Like, it's just, like, you're hurting your public image. This hurts Nintendo. Like... Everyone in the chat is like, literally, I'm reading Everyone's just like, they seriously did this? Yes. So it's like, now you're going to think less of Nintendo because they do this dumb stuff. And it's like, public image matters. It's like, okay, are you more or less likely to subscribe to Kakas HD if I put out a video of me punching a puppy? Probably less. It probably wouldn't like even if it was a puppy was on my property and it was my God given right to punch this puppy in the mouth. It's it's not a good idea. Like I'm just hurting my public image, right? Oh, we gotta see I I just realized that. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor, Advanced GG. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, but it, yeah, like it is though. So, like that public image, trash,
0: and you know, again. I will never ever ever cover a Nintendo game no, no. matter how good it is because if they're going to if they're going to sue someone over a 1996 guide, I don't want to be like, yeah, this Mario game is not very good and a ninja comes and like slices my throat. They're like, "No, they- you're not allowed to say that in your YouTube videos about
1: our game." You forget to like quiet three seconds of like the background music and Nintendo is like coming at you official yeah. cease and desist for Nintendo. You're like, bro.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't get two copyright strikes. You'd get three on the same video. And then they just honestly insta give your channel. It's shut down. They're crazy.
1: And so, yeah, like on the same way, I'm not, I, unless I got a sponsorship from Nintendo saying, can you play the new kirby game because i like the thing is their games are good like i'd go and play the new kirby game and it would be fun as crap because it's nintendo they make good games but unless they literally come and say we want you to, and then i can like send their legal department this and say they yeah you told me to play it like yeah. i would not voluntarily go and pick up in the new pokemon game and post about it because i am literally scared that they're gonna claim my stuff yep 100
0: percent Um, let's move on to Fortnite no build. Now, I get it. Fortnite, that's like five years old now. Listen, a lot of people... A lot of people quit Fortnite because the building became... it, It went from being a fun utility tool to the main way people played. Some people like building more than shooting the guns. As soon as they're targeted, they build a tower, they build the Taj Mahal, and you just the base level of Fortnite with building is super sweaty and in in my opinion I can outbuild you I can outshoot you I can beat you I don't want to do it though it is annoying it is taxing on my brain I don't want to edit and do all that shit even though I can do it and I can do it at a very high level it's very unfun I hate it and so I quit Fortnite because I I just couldn't I couldn't find it fun anymore and you know Even my son, he was playing Fortnite. And do you know what he would do? He'd go in the custom lobbies, he'd build, and he'd be editing. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even fight other people sometimes. He would just go into the custom lobbies and build because it's so important. He'd be working on his edits and building. I'm like, seriously? And he's like, and he finds it really fun. So I get that some people do enjoy it. Some people think that the building is badass and, and it's a cool skill. And it is a cool skill. I'm not knocking the skill. But it made a lot of people quit. And so they released what we thought was going to be kind of a part-time mode. There's a no build mode, but a couple of people, even in chat called it saying, well, why would they build a whole new mantle system, a new sprinting system? The jumping system has changed. Why would they build all those systems for like a two week event? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. So they got people in and they're like, Ooh, limited time event. And then a week or two in, they announce Fortnite is going to have a no build permanent mode available. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just for the rest of the season or if it's forever, but there's a lot of people hyped up. And then on top of that, I don't know if you saw, but Fortnite Competitive, the kind of official Fortnite Competitive um, Twitter account, was like, hey, keep your eyes open because, you know, maybe there's going to be another $2 million or $3 million Fortnite tournament with no building. And all of a sudden, these Apex pros. These warzone players are going. I want a piece of that pie. I can outshoot oh, yeah. you. I can outshoot you, but I can't outbuild you. And now it it starts to bring in some of those players because I would argue that Fortnite is a fun game. Fortnite has a lot of potential, but the main mechanic was what deterred me. But I saw some of these cool weapons and abilities and the map changes. I was like, damn, that, it does look sweet. I just know what's going to happen when I go play it. I know how frustrated I'm about to get. But watching And
1: importantly, we're not asking for the no build mode to replace the build mode just to be alongside it. And then, yes, yeah, they do exactly. A, they do a tournament with no building and then the next tournament building and then the next tournament no building and you just go back and forth and then you're fostering two parts of the community, right? And then you could have the top, you know, imagine the YouTube con to the top builder versus the top no builder. Can he outshoot you before you, I don't know. Like you could have, like you can easily have both. You just... Which do you want to queue into? No building or building? Well, you just like pick which one.
0: And and I understand that the the skill and I've seen some of the end game where they're all tunneling and it can be hectic, but I would also argue that the building innately causes turtling and slow play people get into the zone they build up a bunch of stuff and it slows down the gameplay you can't do that as much now so it's about rotating around the map getting the the ridge with the nice trees and you know it's important to have these things uh to win the game and i think it'll lead to more entertaining tournaments i think it will more entertaining gameplay i think people are going to come back to the game and There's no reason why Fortnite couldn't be like a CSGO long term where it's just unanimously long term successful or a Valorant or League of Legends. It has that potential, but they had a mechanic that obviously turned off a lot of people like why is Tim the Tatman Ninja Lupo people that have made millions of dollars off of Fortnite not playing? They're going to playing Warzone. It's not just because they're going to make more money on Warzone. It's because they didn't even want to play Fortnite. It, it, they're so burnt out. They hated the building that they weren't even playing. So it's really interesting to see. I, I, I wish them the best, but I have a question for you. And everyone who's watching the podcast. Do you think that they are going to build an MMO based on some of these systems, the mantling, the jumping, the movement? Because you don't need the building in an MMO or, or or like a super big PVE game, really. But you need good movement and you need the game to feel good. Are they maybe building some of these systems to add some PVE or 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 go down another route? Because they've done well, it they ha- with the save the world. Like, are they yeah. maybe are they going to maybe start tr-
1: transitioning? I don't know. I mean certainly the no build version of the game would translate better into different genres. Like it's Way really better. hard. Yeah. How are you gonna have an a Fortnite arena shooter with building? You can't with no building, you have an arena arena shooter game mode easy. Um same with, yeah, like an MMO, like like ugh, how, how would I just can't even imagine like a PVE encounter and you just build over. everything. <laughs> yeah. Like you're fighting a boss and you're just putting up a steel wall. Like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so I, I agree. Like it, it would translate into other things and it kind of lets them experiment with some more things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to have to see, I think it's really interesting. I think I'm surprised they didn't do it years sooner, honestly, because it was like the main complaint for the longest time, but they took their time and now they did it and the feedback seems to be very very positive. I so want to see interesting. Th-
0: I want to see the Twitch stats and uh, if they ever release the player numbers after 3 months. You know, is is the hype going to last for a month or two yeah. or, or is yeah. this the new norm? Is Fortnite all of a sudden top 2 games all the time? It's starting to pass Valorant and and you know, becomes like a hyper popular game. Um, it might because it was a frenzy. People, yeah. people loved Fortnite, but they they became disenfranchised by it a little bit. They, they they stopped loving it as much as they did, and maybe this is the thing that, that brings it all back. Because it's almost like another game now. You know, there's so many new weapons and different things. They've changed all the movement. I, I want to see three months' time, where is the game, what are the numbers, and um, good luck. Good yeah. luck. I'm, I'm going to try it. I still haven't. I've been kind of busy, but... Um,
1: i was i would have never even considered i would never have thought for one second to re-download fortnite until now when they're like yeah no building i'm like oh right
0: exactly and i mean overwatch 2 just announced like hey we got a beta coming so there's going to be more competition in that shooter market and i i think even with overwatch you get you get some goofy stuff happening in overwatch and so when you have a goofy game like that it starts pulling away from games like maybe apex maybe fortnite some of these goofier games it doesn't pull as much from maybe a csgo or a valorant a little bit but they're they're very those are like very like high precision like slow methodical games where where overwatch is a lot faster and yeah. so if you make fortnite faster maybe it starts drawing that crowd over too but there is going to be competition in the market soon and I mean, there's a Star Wars shooter coming out. Yeah. And so Fortnite has to do something or else they're going to lose, start losing players to these these other games. Even more
1: than they already have.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, at least. So...
1: Now, what's the next topic here, Tash? Uh, is that it?
0: That's it. Those are the main topics today. Unless right, we missed so, something big.
1: No, I don't think we did. All right, so we're going to really quickly this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one tonight. but we're going to go a little into RGH after dark so if you guys have any questions you want to ask go for it and while you guys are asking your questions i want to actually bring up a topic i just remembered i saw an ad for uh they're hiring more people at ubisoft specifically to work on division two they They're like we're hiring for division two really i'm like yeah that game's still trucking along it's got a small but dedicated audience um apparently there is one more like raid coming out at some point um but i felt that was very interesting like you're hiring more people for division two i'm like wouldn't you just hunker down with what you got get it out and then like division heartland is announced it's coming i don't know when but But it's it's
0: coming that's not division three it's like it's like a BR kind of thing, apparently. Free-to-play like BR.
1: I know. I think it's just survival from Division 1, if yeah, you remember that. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I would love that. It's freaking sick. But, like, I'm just kind of surprised that they're still maintaining... Like, how long is Division 2 going to last?
0: I want Division 3. I want
1: to start I fresh again.
0: There's a lot of abilities and things that I didn't like in, in the second game long-term. It, it was good. I liked the raids. Like, I played it a bunch, but... I, I'm i in camp, destroy all of our shit in Destiny and start again. Because, like, if they don't do that, I just can't care. And the same thing goes with Division. Like, I spent my year, my hours and hours and hours farming in the Division, and I know there's new stuff now, but I just... It's hard for me to return to the game and play. I just... I need, like, a fresh start. Everyone is is reset. We're all grinding, and, like, I need that to to get into some of these games. And... I don't know. I, I think not a lot of people are like that. Like, a lot of people are married to their gear because they spend so much time doing it. Why would you get the perfect thing? It's like the Call of Duty thing. You, yeah. know? you know, like, why would I do all that if I'm going to lose it? But for me, I like the fresh break and the new experience. And um, I kind of like that, mer- working my way up, too. Like, I want my blue guns to be, like, the best thing I've ever got, And then I get a purple,
1: and it's like, yo! Like, are you kidding will- me? But that feeling is, I think, why BRs are so popular. You go, you go. Every game of a BR is a micro experience of that. You loot your first like good gun and whatever, and and like division and survival for division one, which we assume Heartlands is base after. Same thing. Like you get your first blue, and then you you kill some more difficult guys. You get your first purple. You get a gold maybe, and you're like, yeah, I can take on those hunters at the end. Like that would be really sweet. I I really hope they just make that like basically it is division one uh, survival in Heartland just uh, you know a little bit more tight uh, more polished stuff Mm -hmm. like that
0: because it was a great game mode
1: and it was, it was, was kind of near
0: the start of, like, all the BRs taking off. So it was like, oh, shit. Because, like, PUBG was popular, H1Z1, and, like, it really had some legs. But it just wasn't the most popular game ever. Like, I went back and played it. But it was already, you know, a few months after most of us had already quit the game kind of thing when they released it. Like, yeah. quite a it was quite a big time after I'd quit. It was, like, but. the
1: last expansion they released or, or second to last for Division 1. So mm-hmm. the game was kind of dying down at that point. So... I
0: I just want another game like that to sink my teeth into. I feel like I've been coasting for a year, not really like invested in any game. Like even Genshin, there's like a new character here and there, but I have no reason to use any of my characters. I can blow everything up, even under leveled. Like I can beat the the hardest end game stuff with two characters. Like that's that shouldn't be a thing. Um, and I don't know. I just want like a new game to grind. Actually, I'll bring that up. Diablo Four. They just uh, did a, a, like a big another news post. they do it kind of every three, three months or so, and they did a bunch of like environmental art. The lighting, the areas looks really cool. Um, I don't know. They, that, they said it's nowhere to be found, but like that game looks done. So,
1: so I know. So what is like? what are you like still building? Three years away. It is literally like two to three years away. At he, least.:
0: Yeah, here's what I have heard is it's like an MMO. And that's why it's taking so long is like, there's a ton of quests long term. like, like it's, it's not, it's not going to be like Diablo three. It's supposed to be like an always online MMO type game, kind of like lost mm-hmm. arc. And so that's why it's taking so long is like, like they- will
1: you find other players and stuff? As I believe so.
0: Like I believe so. That's what I've heard. And so I think that's why it's taking longer than you'd even, you'd ever expect is because they have like, they're working on long-term systems. I don't know if it's true. It's just a rumor that I've heard. Um, but that would explain why it, it is taking so long. It's like, yeah, the maps look good. These maps look good. But there's 80 more that they need to make hmm. so that the game can last long enough. And, I mean, look at how big World of Warcraft is and look at how big, like, Lost Ark. Yeah. I don't know if you've really watched much on Lost Ark. Like, there's, like, no, multiple really. raids and dungeons and areas and you can take your ship over here. Like, there's a ton of content in that game. So they've got to compete with that. And I don't think that's easy to get that much content, especially when the game has already been out for years. So.
1: Someone asked, what do you guys think of Breath of the Wild 2 getting delayed? I kind of... It doesn't surprise me. I think it'll be on a new console. They're
0: not going to release Breath of the Wild 2 and it's running at 12 FPS. No, listen. (laughs) you trying to kill Ganon and it's like frame (laughs) clipping the whole time.
1: Breath of the Wild... Was the only game that ran well on the freaking Switch. It was the only good looking game that ran well on the Switch. It, Cause they they mastered that art style. So I feel like it ran on the, the Wii.
0: I did it on the Wii. It was 30 FPS, but it looked good. It hardly even dropped yeah. frames on the Wii. Or the Wii U like, or whatever.
1: Uh, I feel like that's gonna be the last hurrah of the Switch.
0: You think I feel like you it's so? not
1: getting delayed
0: you don't think it'll be on a new console you think it's no i
1: don't think so the game's optimized
0: enough that it'll work yeah
1: it'll work barely but it'll work <laughs> a little bit of tape a little bit of masking tape yeah, yeah exactly that's fair so yeah and because they just it wasn't that long ago it was like last year where they announced like the led version of the switch and stuff and they're still flying off shelves mm-hmm. they're like have trouble keeping them in stock
0: my brother almost bought one, but it was like $400 still. And he's like, what the hell? He's like, I thought it would be like 200 or something. I was like, you could yeah. g- borrow mine. I don't even play it unless I'm traveling, which I haven't been for two years. But yeah, so. What, is there any games on your radar that you're like really excited about?
1: Um, that, um, what the heck is it called? Where you're like fighting the little drones and it's like a free to play PVE. Oh, I saw that one. I don't remember what it's called. I know what which one it? you're talking about though. Chat will let us know. It's like you're, you're it's like a co-op PVE game, um, and yeah, you're you're fighting uh,
0: it's like drones and robots like, and stuff.
1: Yeah, like robot drones and stuff. But it's so surprisingly, it's P, it's free to play. I'm like, I've never seen a co-op free-to-play game it's always like competitive i've never seen a co-op free-to-play game mm-hmm. at least i can't even think of one uh yeah like it's all pvp because it's so easy to like Hey, you bought yeah you buy skins for your character blah blah blah. i guess warframe mm. uh warframe is the only one i can like think of so having another like, and warframe is extremely popular it has a very dedicated community so if they can pull this game off uh which again i can't remember what the hell it's called yeah uh then and and it seems a little bit like a looter too that could be really sweet uh and then yeah diablo 4 obviously is gonna be dope the bethesda game the Starfield
0: or whatever i'm sure i'm sure they just they just released a little bit of footage of it and it's like i I don't know if that's actually going to be in game like that but yeah they've been working on it for a while so a long time i'm hoping they kill it I really but hope a, they do. You know,
1: I'm always a little worried about what Todd Howard is up to. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, it's crazy
0: because in that new Starfield game, if you go back to your home base, you can play Skyrim on the PC in your home base, but it's 19.99 if you want to do it. <laughs> just kidding. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe it will happen. Knowing them, they'll uh, be like, I wouldn't be surprised. You can play Skyrim in our game.
1: <laughs> you just have to buy it well, again.
0: Honestly, And people will still buy it, which is crazy.
1: Still Lego Lego Skywalker saga looking dope. Someone said, yeah, that's, that's one for sure. I,
0: I played the Lego games with my son and they truly are great games especially with kids or for kids but oh yeah. they're pretty funny there's like a lot to collect and everything but those are some of my favorite games to play the like the marvel lego and just ripping around with my four-year-old and he kept going hulk smash hulk smash but uh i think like blessius is super excited about lego star wars like more than any other adult he's like <laughs> he's invested so it's good
1: yeah. It, oh, someone asked about the cycle. Yeah, I've heard, I've seen people post about the cycle, and I'm like... They revamped it.
0: Yeah. Because I did, like, a sponsorship with them when it kind of first came out. And you drop in, you've got a bunch of objectives, and you've got to kind of extract, and it's, it's like a BR, PVEVP and you can win by not even fighting anyone if you want to, or you can go PvP, like, there's a lot. But now they've made it kind of like Tarkov in space uh so they've completely changed the game and tarkov is really popular and so you know more games like that are pretty cool and 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 you know with that kind of pve side of it i actually see the potential because it would almost be like the dark zone right you're going in there's that big boss you can't quite take it out yet but you do a few more runs you get some some loot you go in there but then some someone tries to kill you after you killed that big boss like I can see a ton of strategy there. I can see a ton of excitement. I feel like they could pull it off. Because think about that. There's some big magma dragon that no one's been able to kill for a month. And then, you know, people are stream sniping ninja because he's like, I think I'm going to go for a raid. I think I'm going to finally go kill that dragon. A team kills him. I feel like that has never been tapped into. That has never been tapped into. Other than World of Warcraft, like PvP servers, maybe a little bit, but it could be cool
1: it really could be uh it's gonna be interesting to see like what what happens and and apparently there's some more kind of looter games coming out i can't remember precisely but you know who knows man like the next big thing like and sometimes stuff just blows up like among us or val valheim for a little bit and stuff so right now though it's all about freaking uh Oh my goodness. Elden ring. Elden ring is the biggest thing by such a margin. And they're going to definitely going to make a DLC for that and probably going to make Elden ring too. And that oh, game yeah. just popping off like you wouldn't believe. So it's all about the Elden ring. And, uh, it was such a, you know, overall, like such a polished game. And like, I think the witch queen was good, but I think it, it maybe didn't change enough fundamental things that players are kind of bored already. Um, But I mean, it's been a month. So it's like you got a month of being pretty... Having a good amount of stuff to do. And then the Grandmaster's just coming in a couple weeks. Then there's going to be the hard mode raid and stuff like that. So it's not done for... um, But I think the highlight for Destiny was Void 3.0. It was by far the most fun. And so I'm just excited for Ark and Solar. And just having a meta with all these crazy... Like Void 3.0 is... Like you literally i don't know if you remember tash i don't know if you've done like hey i gotta go do my strikes and it's like once you switch to arc it literally feels terrible switching to arc you're like Mm -hmm. i don't you know it feels so much worse than all your void stuff you're like ah yeah you know what i mean so i'm I'm excited for like having all the subclasses being hopefully as viable as void 3.0 and as fun and as powerful and just like having a meta even in PvP, with all those things fighting against each other, like just
0: delete PvP at this point. Like, just yeah. get it <laughs> out of there, man. Give me the craziest abilities. Make it PVE and add a add like a crazy wave based thing. Yes. with a hundred waves gets harder and harder. Let's throw some bosses the, in there. Hell yeah! The
1: Diablo Three Greater Rift system. Yes, but thank you for Destiny constantly replayable and just they get harder and harder and harder how far can your build go type of thing Mm -hmm. uh because yeah i think that'll be super fun
0: i think that's the only way they get me back is like major systemic changes to the game and and how it's done and i think people have been complaining about that we'll we'll gauge it over the next week or so because there has been some negativity recently but i mean that's always happening in destiny like give it a week Um, but you know, Marco, Marco, um, Marco style skill up. They both put out reviews that said kind of the same thing. Lots of good here, but the game's getting, you know, there's balancing issues with even the PVE. There's like a lack of core content and these DLCs, it's almost like it totes, like the game is going to change forever. And it's like, did it really change forever? Like there's a couple things here and there, but the core systems are still the same.
1: I think, though, like they introduced these core things and then they improve upon them like weapon crafting, I think, was a good addition. And we're going to see that more going forward. Uh, you know, the mods like they didn't add. They did not add any new mods this season. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Any new except for the seasonal mods. Right. So, like, I think that was just because they probably would have just not been able to balance everything, but. Now you do Arc and Solar 3.0, and then you maybe add some spicy new Charge with Light mods, Elemental Well mods on top of that stuff, or a new style of Well. Right now it's Warm Mind Cell stuff, Charge with Light stuff, Elemental Well stuff. Mm-hmm. They could add a different thing, a different system, and that could be really be interesting. Or I wouldn't mind like going back, like go back to Warmind stuff. Have some new Warmind weapons. Imagine like craftable. How sweet, like how annoying was it chasing the perfect Aikilos? Right. Now you can get a craftable Warmind uh, weapon, right? And you have more, war, like they already have this Warmind cell system. Improve upon it. Have some new ways to, you know, maybe new ways to spawn them. You know, this melee, Turn your melee can spawn a Warmind cell, right? Uh, Your, your super can spawn Warmind cells, stuff like that. I think like, these three systems of mods are actually good and i think going back and adding more and improving upon them and maybe like changing the energy values of some lesser used ones and stuff like that that could be sweet like especially like charge with light is the only one that works in pvp so i think going back in and <clears throat> potentially adding some new charge with light stuff c- could be really interesting
0: yeah and I mean, you could make void war mind cells and arc ones like there's so many things you could yeah, do. Yeah. It, it's just. Your,
1: yeah. Turn your war cells elemental. All I mean, like a good example, just really quickly before we go here, like the arc war cells were all about picking them up. Remember, you'd like slide in them, you would pick them up and like apply over shields and stuff to you it was kind of like almost like the blueprint for what elemental wells turn into, but it's like, that was such a small concept. It never really turned out. Go back, rebalance some of the mods, change the energy values and kind of maybe expand upon that concept. I mean, being able to pick up Ormond Cell, you could throw it too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there was some really cool stuff happening there. I think like, like I hope Bungie doesn't abandon these systems. Cause it's like, you really could expand upon it and have cool, really cool stuff.
0: Agreed. Anywho, thank you so much for watching. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode of RGH. Hopefully, next week uh, we'll have Ryan back, but he was feeling a little bit under the weather and uh, was just coughing all over the place. So we didn't want to have to listen to that. We just we don't want to listen to him. Period. And that would have <laughs> just made it even worse. Thanks so much. I'm M Tashed. I'm Kakas HD. And the RGH podcast should be on tomorrow or, or next week. Jesus. Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks so much. Yes. Uh, Goodbye. That's it. We're done.